the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And a full money-back guarantee. To register, call 877-907-TRADE. That's 877-907-8723. Or go to Tradeway.com. That's Tradeway.com. deserves a good story. That's why Family Fiction is devoted to compiling and celebrating Christian stories of all kinds with a newsletter, digital magazine, and updates. Find it all at FamilyFiction.com. Road to Reality with K.P. O'Hannon is heard Sundays at 12 noon on Life-Changing Talk Radio, WABA-FM. Life's change here. You're listening to WAVA-FM Arlington and WSBZ Bethesda. We're 105.1 FM WAVA. Stuck in an expensive timeshare contract and feel like there's no way out? I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO of Wesley Financial Group. I've helped thousands of people get rid of their timeshares. I didn't realize what I was getting into. The whole thing was just a scam. I finally found information on Chuck, and he agreed to meet us. It was just a wonderful experience because uh, he knows that business inside out, and he actually wanted to solve our problem. I fought the largest timeshare company in federal court, and yes, I won. Whether you owe ten dollars to $250,000 on your timeshare, we can help cancel your mortgage. When you're approved as a client, I guarantee you a 100% success rate. We'll get you out of your timeshare. Eliminate your payments and get them off of your back permanently. And we proudly hold an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Call Wesley Financial Group now for your free consultation at 800-786-9300. That's 800-786-9300. 800-786-9300. Hello, I'm Mike Vendell, inventor of MyPillow. My employees and I would like to thank you for making MyPillow possible. Years ago, when I invented MyPillow, I thought I was the only one out there with problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat, I'd flip-flop all night or wake up with a sore neck or headache. So that's why I invented my pillow. You can adjust my pillow's patented fill to your exact individual needs to help you get to sleep faster and stay there longer, to get the quality sleep you need. I back it with my 10-year warranty and my 60-day money-back guarantee. And now to thank you, I'm bringing back my best offer ever. Buy one of my my pillows and get another one absolutely free. Purchase the best pillow you will ever own today. Call 800-517-3636 or go to MyPillow.com. Use the promo code WAVA. Notice the difference a good night's sleep can make. Take advantage of the buy one, get one free offer. Call 800-517-3636 or go to MyPillow.com. Use the promo code WAVA. The following program is sponsored by Rosenthal Wealth Management. It's time now for Making Money Sense, live with Larry Rosenthal. Larry is recognized as one of the nation's leading financial and retirement planners and is here to answer your questions right now. Author, speaker, and talk show host Larry Rosenthal is dedicated to teaching others financial stewardship from a biblical point of view. Call Larry now. Studio lines are open at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. 
Making Money Sense is on the air. Welcome once again to the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense. Got some lines available for you right off the bat here this morning. If you'd like to dial in and ask a question of our financial and retirement expert here in studio, that number is 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE-123. Good morning, Mr. Rosenthal. Well, good morning, Chris, and how are you today? I think I'm doing all right. I'm looking forward, to, you know, to... I don't know, getting past this Halloween stuff. I'm not a big Halloween fan, but, you know, they're still, you know, the kids enjoy it. And it's the time of year when it's kind of fun to watch them kind of dressing up a little bit. So, anyway, that's how I feel about it. But what do you yeah, think? When is Halloween? Next week, right? Uh, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's just around the corner. I mean, happy you, Halloween then, Chris. It's just interesting because they have all these different, it's very commercialized. And I was going to talk to you about some of that stuff. We are going into the commercialized season, you know, the, and a lot of the retailers, this is where their numbers come, right? Absolutely, it is towards the end of the year, you know, after Thanksgiving and, and Christmas shopping season and all that. So uh, I haven't seen any Christmas stuff out yet. Have you? I'm hoping you say no. <laughs> I can't say no to that. I have oh, seen some no. already. Oh, no. <laughs> Not a lot. Not a lot yet. But, I mean, you know, what can you do? Yep. People really want to get a jump on it. Well, I can understand it. You know, it's hard too. You know, especially uh, you know, you always want to try and find that that nice gift for that for for someone and something that surprises them that they need that they want. And you know. <laughs> but anyway, it's fun. when I'm buying Christmas gifts, I'm like an alarm clock. I keep hitting the snooze button. And, you know, the, by the time it's time to get up and purchase that gift, I'm like at the very last minute. <laughs> I think you should have a rule in your household this year, Chris. Matter of fact, I might talk to your wife and say, you know, no internet shopping. No. For you, you got to go to the to the stores. That would ruin your day, wouldn't it? That would be tough. It would be tough. Yeah, I'm much, much better on the couch with a mouse. What can I tell All of ours. So. Hey, speaking of uh, you know retail and earnings and things like that, um, 45% of the S&P 500 so far has reported its third quarter earnings, and they look to be pretty good. It looks like earnings is, is, is growing at about 5.3% uh, year over year, which is nice. You know, the people. The reason people buy stock is based off of a future earnings of a corporation, and as long as we see, keep seeing earnings going up, well, for the most part, anyway, it could relate to good news in the marketplace. Especially yesterday in the market, when you saw a couple of the tech companies, tech giants, uh, just smash earnings. That's really what drove the market big time yesterday, as far as the Nasdaq goes. It was up. It was up a lot. <clears throat> Some great news as well. The pace of the U.S. Uh, uh, economy gross domestic product or GDP uh, growth for the third quarter exceeded exceeded forecast. Forecast was about two and a half percent, and it punched out three percent in the third quarter. Nice, which is a very nice growth rate. Absolutely, it is. It, it, it really is. Core inflation remained well below the Fed's target. It's at 1.3%. So we've got all this growth and very low inflation. So it's kind of an interesting scenario as to see when inflation is going to catch up. We'll see it start here in a, in a little while, uh, you know, which we're going to talk a little bit about today, food and inflation and things like that uh, after we get through, you know, the economy. Also, the, the House passed, uh, um, U.S. House passes Senate budget blueprint, if you call it that, uh, for, for tax reform, uh, coming up next. So we'll see if, you know, they, they can, uh, possibly get a, a vote on some of these things in, in late November. 
they're going to be hammering out all the details, and, and boy, am I getting lots of questions on, you know, well, what do you think is going to happen with tax reform? What's going to happen to, to my tax bracket? What's going to happen to this, that, and the other? You know, I've got a... <laughs> I've got an early view of it all. I've got I, I've got twenty some pages of it all broken out in in like slides uh, as to you know where they all are on all these different things. And there's a lot of tweaking that they're going to have to do. You need a snooze button too. That's what you yes. need. So there's a lot of tweaking that, that that's going to have to go on. That that's exactly correct. So, you know, but we'll we'll wait and we'll see exactly what comes out if if something comes and and you know we'll go from there. I think we'll get something, but you know, it just depends on on what it is. And not everybody's going to be happy whenever they they change uh, taxes or rules or laws or things like that. Not everybody's happy when they lower interest rates. Some people are happy. Some people aren't. When they raise rates, some people are happy. Some people aren't. So it just really depends on where you are. But at the end of the day, one of the key things in financial planning and in investment planning in estate planning and trying to save money for college or retirement planning or whatever your objectives are is you need to understand and how understand and know how to apply the tax laws. As, as I've mentioned for years, taxes are the most expensive thing on any investment, in any investment. And you need to understand how to apply the tax laws while you're growing your dollars and while the dollars are sitting there, you know, coming back to you during during retirement years or, or pulling it out for college funding. You have to understand all these different aspects of the tax uh, hit on, on your money. And so that's some of the things that they're rejiggling around up there. So we'll wait and we'll see what comes out. And when it comes out, trust me, we're going to be uh, hitting the road with, with lots of educational seminars and things because if they get through, uh, you know, portions of what they're talking about, it's going to be some of the largest tax changes in our tax code in 30-some in years. And uh, people are going to need lots of education on all of this. So definitely a big, big deal. It's uh, exciting stuff, though. I mean, it's definitely it, a change that's probably for the better for most people, I would think. Yeah, it just, you know, it just, just it, it, I, I think that simplification in parts of it, I think that, that lower, you know, you, you want to also, but you don't want to, you're, you're worried about the debt, too, you know, and, and people are worried about, people are just worried about all different aspects of it all. Um you know the 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 dollar also rose this past week with with um you know some uh looking like Janet Yellen may not be the fed chair come come her term when it when it ends up in january uh Jerome Powell and John Taylor seem to be the two front runners and they seem to be a little bit more hawkish than than uh, miss Yellen is so when you take a look at that you're talking about the the dollar rising you know interest rates could be moving up as well and so you know that's going to play an effect different type of ideology running the Fed a little bit, that's going to play an effect on the economy and your investments as well. So stay tuned. Lots of news out there happening uh, in the markets and the economy. You have to get in there and tweak a lot of these uh, different uh, software things that you do when any of this happens because, as you often like to say, taxes are the biggest thing when it comes to investment. So there's the tweaking, right, that has to take place that you can get out. Maybe people have to adjust their financial plans slightly. They will. They're going to have to adjust their plans. It depends on on what parts of the you know, as you say, the tweaking of the, the of the new tax regulations. If some come out, you know, but don't get all caught up into it right now. Just wait and see what comes out. People are all trying to make plans and get ahead of it and all that, and, and you're guessing on what Congress will or will not do. Hit the snooze button. I'll I wait. don't I'll think wait. that's a good uh, a good <laughs> angle to to really pursue yeah, when it comes to all of that. Yeah, so. yeah that's a fruitless. Uh, hey, I see we've got to take a quick break here, Chris. Uh, let's open up the phone line. Give us a call. You're listening to Larry Rosen, 
Rosenthal, Making Money Sense. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. If you'd like to chime in on what you think should or shouldn't be done with the tax changes, uh, we're talking about corporate earnings today. We're also talking about the Fed chair being replaced in January. Lots of economic news going on. GDP, 3%. Give us a call, 855-ROSE-123. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Have you ever wanted to be part of something big? Nonprofit organization called Stars Children Africa. Do you want to be a part of something that changes a child's life? Orphans who are high school age who would not have a chance to get education otherwise. Now you can be part of something that brings hope. What we do is we actually pay for the school fees. For about the cost of a new suit, you can change an orphan's future for a whole year. We pay for the school fees, and that averages around $500 to $550 a year total. That means food, lodging, the teaching, the education part, the, the uniform, that whole thing. Call now, 703-201-2494, or go to starschildrenafrica.org. For a dollar and a half a day, one child would be educated for that year in high school. 703-201-2494. Call right now. For $500 a year, you can change an orphan's life. 703-201-2494. You're listening to the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense. Again, we have some lines available for you to talk to our financial and retirement expert here in studio. And that telephone number is 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE-123. Any questions you have for Larry here this morning? Larry. Talking about financial planning a little bit, Chris, today, as we do often on this show. And it reminds me a little bit, boy, there's so much in the Bible about financial planning. You know, Proverbs 16.9 says, The mind of man plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Mm-hmm. Pretty interesting stuff, right? You know, I've uh, talked to people in the past about that a lot, uh, you know, about, you know, laying your plans up, petitioning, you know, pray to the Lord what you want to do, and, and just see how he sort of directs your steps. It's it's just a whole interesting... Uh, uh, it's a paradigm scenario. shift from what the rest of the world normally thinks of, too. And I, I love that concept. I think that's the most wonderful thing, is to turn it over to the Lord, but make your own plans. Tell the Lord what you want, you know? And, you know, Proverbs 20, uh, verse 5, a plan in the heart of man is like deep water, but a man of understanding draws it out. Hmm. So yeah, think that makes about, you think about it. <laughs> well, it does. That's that, and that's the whole purpose. You know, I don't want to come on this show and, and let, you know, people just be, you know, go through the motions. But let's think about it. Let's think about the control and the ownership and the stewardship responsibilities that we have when it comes to our financial planning. Which is the reason I'm talking about those two verses today is I sort of want to roll into what I would call some self-examining questions. Self-examining questions. You know, you sit down with a financial advisor. You talk to your friends at at, at, at work. You talk to your relatives at, at Thanksgiving time. And they're all talking about, yeah, well, I should buy this stock and you should buy that. And we should do this, that, and the other. Let's buy a beach condo and split the proceeds. And let's do this, that, and the other, right? Is that what you guys talk about on <sighs> your vacation? Hold on a second. It's not what I talk about. <laughs> but hold on a second. 
let's back up and let's give some self-examining questions and talk about the education confidence level that you have when it comes to all of this stuff. So just think in your mind's eye here, and if you want to get a copy of this, I've got a copy of this in my office. Be happy to send it out to you. But how comfortable are you on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being uh, I'm not comfortable at all, and 10 being I'm totally comfortable, I got this thing, no problem. Okay, so, so what's so our comfort the, level again? What are we asking? What's the question? So scale of 1 to 10, 1, you're extremely comfortable. I'm sorry, you're not comfortable at all. With? With these questions that I'm going to hit you uh, with oh, in okay, a moment. Okay. And 10, I got this thing, piece of cake. It's like brushing my teeth. I do it every day, no problem. I, I do got it every okay. six months, whether I need to or not. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> so that's why we sit the way we sit in the studio here, Chris. <laughs> So, exactly. Anyway, exactly. hold on, Bob. Bob's in the back laughing now. Anyway, so so self-examining questions here. Understand what's understanding what's inside your mutual funds. Scale of one to ten. One, I don't understand it at all. Or ten, I got it. I know exactly what my mutual fund can and cannot do. I know exactly what the prospectus states that the fund manager or management team is allowed to buy and sell. How many of us are comfortable with understanding that? Because, you know, you could buy a mutual fund. You could look at this mutual fund over, let's say, the last three years and go, this is the fund I want. And now that we're getting some tax change possibilities, some different leadership at the Federal Reserve, interest rates are moving up, okay? Corporate earnings are, 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 are moving up more and more. GDP's going. The economy's expanding. The economy's changing versus the way it was just three years ago. And so you're looking at this new mutual fund you want to buy, and you're looking at the three-year track record going, hey, this is great. I want to go ahead and get this. Ah, but do you know what can go on in that mutual fund as the economy twists and bends and changes? That's, I mean? that's got to be a one for like 90% of everybody. That's my point is understand what's inside your investment. When you understand what's inside your, your mutual fund or your ETF or your UIT or whatever it is that you're invested in, then you've got a much better alignment possibility with what's going on in today's economy. Not necessarily the economy of three, five, and ten years ago of the track record. Because as the economy stuff changes, your mutual fund could change as well, which could be a very good thing, but at the same time, maybe not. So understand what's inside your fund. You know, Understand this question, too, and, and, and I ask this question a lot to clients, and sometimes I get, I get stares of, you know, I, I don't really know. Deer in headlights, that's what I call those. Yeah, things. and so, uh, again, on a scale of 1 to 10, 1, I don't have a clue, 10, I've got this. Why do you own the investments you own? Well, Larry, I want them to grow. Yeah, I understand that. But why do you own them? Why do you have this type of a mutual fund? Why do you have an, a, a, an index fund versus an actively managed fund? Why do you have a fund that, 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 that does bottom up versus top down? Why do you have a fund that's equally weighted? Why do you own the investments that you own? What's the objective of owning that investment. Well, this, these investments over here, Larry, for college funding. Okay, that's cool. Let's make it work that way. These investments over here are for additional cash flow in retirement. All right, wonderful. Let's make it work that way. So, so not all of your investments have the same time frame associated with them. 
This is where the do-it-yourselfer can get into trouble. When they... Well, a lot of people can get into trouble on this stuff, too, Chris. But, but yeah, when I, I understand what you're talking about, do-it-yourselfers, um, you know, and, and financial advisors, too. You know, we really need to understand these, these different types of things, these self-examining questions when it comes to your investments, right? Mm-hmm. Stop and think about it. You know, people spend more time planning their vacation each year than they do e- examining their financial plan or their investment reviews. That's a scary statistic, but I know it fits. It is. When we fill out our risk tolerance questionnaire with clients, you know, when, when, when a new client comes in, we, we talk to them and we go down the road a little bit and we eventually pull out uh, the RTQ, which is the risk tolerance questionnaire, which is a series of uh, nine or ten different questions. And they ask you know, people pers- uh, the, these questions in such a way that, that they score them A, B, C, and D, and, and there's a number to them, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20, that type of stuff. And at the end, you sort of score up these 9 or 10 questions, and you get a number. Let's say you get a number 85, and it says, oh, okay, you should be 90% equities to 10% bonds. Well, one of the, one of the uh, questions in the risk tolerance questionnaire is simply, how often do you review your investments? Never, occasionally, you know, once or twice a year, or very frequently. Stop and think about that. How often does each person actually review their investments? Oh, well, my financial advisor does it all. I'm, I'm good. Yes, there's a lot of that that goes on, too. But how often do you get with that financial advisor? Just once a year? Just once a year to take a look at what you just did. What about forecasting into the future? You know, what about looking down the road with a, a developed financial plan? So, so again, self-examining questions that we're talking about here today. You know, and and I know that these questions because these questions are 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 brought, born out of many many interviews with with clients and and meetings with clients over the years. These are lots of different things that I that I I challenge people. You know, how do you understand this stuff? You know, for people out there, Chris. Who say you know ah you you go you go to and this is this is a great one, um, be, because this this happens a lot you know you go talk to your your friends and relatives and they're all talking and you know at, at Christmas dinner and and things like that Chris and and one of the questions that I want you to ask them when they start talking okay is well what is your buy and sell process? What is the process that you go through? To ultimately buy a position or sell a position. You say you want me to ask my relatives this at Christmas dinner? Is that what you said? That's what I want you to ask, Chris. That's exactly right. Because you always hear people talking about it all the time, you know? I want to get um, some funny looks. Hey, about, what about this stock? What about that thing? What about this, that, and the other? And blah, blah, blah. And just say, oh, fine. But what is your buy and sell process to get there? They're going to go, what is a buy and sell process and what are you talking about? Right, right, exactly. I mean, that's what they will. I mean, that's exactly. My so again, when you're sitting down and you're examining these questions for yourself on a scale one, I don't have a clue to ten, I'm very, very comfortable. I got this. How does it come? How how do you relate to understanding the economy? What's happening in the economy? Out of all of the important points in the economy, what's the one that's most important to you? Is it housing starts? Is it ISM manufacturing? Is it corporate earnings? What may it be? Right? And then you've got all these twists with taxes and the Fed and all these things on top of all of that. So, again, when you're looking to see what your comfort zone is between all of these things, one, the no comfort at all, ten, the most comfort, 
how do you li- line up when it, talk, when it talks about the economy? So just food for thought here. I've got several more that we'll go through today. But just food for thought on where you might be in self-examining. You know, one of the things that in, you read through Proverbs talks about education and stuff like that. Lots of books, lots of things out there. If you're out there looking for a financial advisor, interview a couple of them. Come check us out. Take a look at them. Ask them a lot of these types of questions. You know, how are you going to teach me to make me understand what I know, what I own, right? You know, does does the advisor give you these educational opportunities? Do they have staff that will sit down with you and explain things? All those types of scenarios there. We're going to take a quick break here. Keep the phone lines open. Give us a call at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. 855-767-3123. You'll listen to Making Money Sense, the Larry Rosenthal Show. We'll be back in a moment. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Housing prices and interest rates have started to move up. This may be your last chance to take advantage of low rates and housing bargains. If you're considering purchasing a home within the next year, you need to call Troy Turow at McLean Mortgage First to take advantage of his Loan First program. This can give you a winning bid over the competition, even when you come up against cash offers. The Loan First program will have you fully pre-approved so that you understand all aspects of your loan before you start looking for your dream home. Buy in confidence when you have your Loan First certificate, which shows the seller your loan is already pre-approved and they can avoid any unnecessary negative support prizes at settlement. Troy's been helping homeowners for over 20 years in the D.C. metro area, and he and his team are ready to help you. Call him today at 571-490-7117. That's 571-490-7117 for your loan first pre-approved certificate. 571-490-7117. Or simply visit his website at anyhomeloans.com. Remember, you want control when you're making an offer on a home. Get your loan first certificate. Call Troy Turow at McLean Mortgage, 571-490-7117. Troy Turow and McLean Mortgage Corporations in MLS number 5618 and 99665. For more information about how Larry and his team can help you, go to LarryRosenthal.com. You're listening to the Larry Rosenthal Show. If you'd like to dial in, here's your telephone number, 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE-123. To talk to Larry Rosenthal, our financial and retirement expert here in studio. He's given us a test today. Yep, I'm trying to figure out all the answers. Hopefully, I'll, I'll get a good score at the end here, Larry. We'll of course, see. you always get a good score. Okay, yeah, yeah. You the man. You just, uh, you're just kind. That's it. <laughs> you're kind to your to your struggling student. That's what it is. So here's one too that's very apropos with what's going on in Congress right now. Treatment on all of our tax. Uh, I'm sorry, tax treatment on all of our investments. Do we really understand the tax treatment of all of our investments? Right. How much is going to be just sucked out with taxes? Well, yeah, you know, you, you've got the IRS looks at our money through four different tax lenses, if you will, and we have to understand and apply our tax laws. So how confident are you in understanding all of that while your money's growing, while it's sitting in there, when you're pulling it out, when it's passing on to heirs or to charities? How confident are you in understanding the best way, the most tax-efficient way to handle all that stuff? 
again, on a scale 1 to 10, 1 is, uh, I'm not too sure, 10 is, I've got it, no problem at all. So stop and think about that. Taxes are the most expensive thing inside any investments, and how well do you understand the tax impact of all of your investments? What's the tax impact of your real estate when you go to sell it? What's the tax impact when you sell that rental property and you've depreciated it all over all these years and now you have to recapture it all? You know, what is all the tax impacts of all of these things? So stop and really take a good, solid look at it. You know, if you can save just a little bit more in taxes when it comes to dealing with your investments, that can translate into, you know, 1%, 2% rate of return on top of your investment returns. That's a large amount of money over time. It really is. So really understand And uh, you need to really understand how to apply our tax laws when it comes to all of this stuff. This is what you do, Larry, and this is the the neat thing about this conversation that we're having. A lot of us, that's not what we do. We have focus on other things, and we can be very, very good at other things. But trying to do all of this and manage your investments and all of the rest of it at the same time, probably not a good choice. You do need a financial planner, don't you? You That's what comes involved with financial planning, Chris. Absolutely it does. You've got to have somebody. Yep, we often talk, we talk to people a lot about what we call net planning. You know, here's your gross rate of return minus three things, minus taxes, minus inflation, and minus expenses. That's the net dollar that you and I as investors get to spend in the grocery store, get to put our kids or grandkids through college with. That's the net dollar. And when you stop and really take a look at that, how do you, you know, how could you best manage that, that process? So understand and apply our tax laws. Another one is, is how confident are you in following your written financial plan each year? Now, I'm not talking about going to the grocery store and looking at your budget and saying, okay, well, I'm not going to get the pizza with pepperoni, just the pizza with cheese. That's a different scenario. I'm talking about, you know, following your written financial plan, monitoring it, how much money you've saved, how much money you're, 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 you're currently saving what the end point is, what are the points down the road that you're going to need these dollars back to you with. Those are the types of things that I'm talking about. Are you following your written financial plan? Are you and your advisor sitting down and going over your financial plan? Um, you know, periodically, how often are you doing it? What types of changes, what types of flexibility do you have? If you go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com, you can click on the video there on the front page, and it demonstrates how we do a financial plan. We put it out there for people because it's very, very important to understand, you know, you've got to build that roadmap out and understand where you are now and where you're going. And one of the best questions that, that, that I've ever seen in, the, in, in this industry is basically is, you know, hey, look, what is a financial plan going to do? If functionally, it's going to draw a line in the sand and address the question, hey, if I keep doing what I've been doing, where am I going to be down the road? And then give you opportunities to say, hey, I like this or, you know what, I need to change it around a little bit. So, so those are the types of scenarios there in, in, in giving you the opportunity to follow your written financial plan year in and year out, whether you meet with your advisor, you know, quarterly or you do it yourself quarterly or two times a year or one time a year, whatever it may be, you need to make sure that you're doing it accurate, accurately, uh, and, and, and following it all. So how comfortable are you today, you and your spouse, how comfortable are you in following your, in, in the fact that you are following your financial plan? Another another scenario here of self-examining questions, and I know I'm just going on and on this morning, so, uh, but I thought you know people might want to give it, give us a call and, and talk about these things because it is it is a little you know self-examining, and I know people have a hard time doing that, 
but but it's it's important to understand and, and really do it. You know, couples usually are very good at examining these kinds of things together because I, I can tell you, my wife will tell me when I need to do something probably quicker than, you know, when you're doing a self-examination, not so much. But other people, yeah, they'll examine pretty good. Well, there's some truth to that, too, Chris. There, there is. Yeah. You know, and also, how comfortable are you on your estate planning? You know, do you have a will and a trust in place? And boy, with some tax changes, that could that could rock and change a lot of trust out there. It could change that whole world uh, with some of the tax changes that I've seen go through when it talks about stepped up in basis being lost and different things like that. So really, good, really it's going to be a real interesting tax package when, when we see this thing come through. Uh, but, you know, how comfortable are you in understanding what's going to happen when the execution of your estate plan goes on? In other words, are you confident that everybody's going to get what you want them to get and in the way you want them to get it and the tax treatment involved with it all? When was these long pauses between things? He's got his I finger pointed at me every you. time. I, I can hear the <laughs> silence from you. Yes, my friend. I can see it. You know? Cricket, cricket, cricket. Yeah. Crickets. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So, hey, speaking of that, you keeping up, you keeping up with uh, the, the World Series here? Houston's up 2-1 to one over the Dodgers. I know you're a, you're a big baseball fan. Unfortunately, yep, the Nationals yep. didn't get there Washington. this year. But. No, but we've got next year. That's the good thing about baseball is we have next year. Exactly. <laughs> we got 162 games next year, right? That's right. Bob's panting in the back. Can't wait. Yeah, yeah. Bob's also a huge baseball fan, so yeah. I know. I know. I know. So, um, hey, you know, another another scenario here is understanding your cash flow needs in retirement. Have you stopped to get a good grip on what your cash flow needs are really going to be in retirement? Very popular question with people. They ask often, you know, hey, am I on pace? How do I go about understanding what I need in retirement? You know, I'm 52 years old right now. Larry, how can you figure out what I possibly need in retirement? Well, there's a very quick way to do this. Just take a look at what your net paycheck is. What is your net paycheck today? So you get your paycheck after taxes, after 401K contributions, after everything that comes out of your paycheck, that's your net paycheck. Multiply that by the number of times per year you get paid, that's your net income coming in. Does this sustain your standard of living today, and do you like it? Well, if that's the case, then let's start there with using that number to build out your first run in a financial plan. Larry, you're going to get a lot of questions like, but Larry, I'm not driving the car downtown anymore. I'm spending money on tolls. I'm not spending money uh, at lunchtime. And then, so am I not going to spend as much money in retirement? Or you're that... not going to spend as much money on that stuff. But, but remember, stuff. Yeah. eight to ten hours a day going to and from work. You're not spending money. And now what are you going to be doing in those 8 to 10 hours a day that you're not going to and from work? Going to the store and spending money. <laughs> you could very well be. So it's a little different dynamic there. Yeah. So we've got that sort of we've got that wired with clients on how we have that conversation and how we show them, you know, the the different scenarios there. And and you know, hey, at 52 you can still have kids at home, but at 62 you may not have kids at home. Mm -hmm. What about the cost differential there? What about the housing where you're going to stay, still live in the same place? You know, lots of different things go into your cash flow needs in retirement, but you've got to start with the base plan, the base foundation of income coming in versus expenses going out. And that's sort of how you do it. You back into it by looking at what your net paycheck is for the year 
Do you like what it's doing for you? Do you wish you had more? Do you, are you okay with it? You're comfortable with your standard of living? That's the number that we start taking in to the financial plan to begin with. Then you start adding and subtracting other things that you may think that you want to do in your retirement years when it comes to the cash flow needs in the retirement plan. Chris, like saying, you know, hey, I'm not going to have to get a new suit every year and that kind of stuff and, and gas and, and all that. Well, I I would not know if that's true because if you gain late, gain weight in retirement or lose weight, <laughs> yeah, you know, you might be home eating a lot because you're not working anymore. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, hopefully not. Hopefully you're outside doing stuff, exercising, moving every day. That's a good <laughs> thing, right? Hopefully, yep, right? that's a good thing. So, <laughs> hey, give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123 with any of your financial planning or investment questions, whether it's a subject matter that we've hit on here this morning or if you just want to talk about something else, give us a call. Let us know what's on your mind today. 855-ROSE-123, 855-767-3123. You listen to Making Money Sense, and we'll be back in a moment. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Have you ever wanted to be part of something big? Nonprofit organization called Stars Children Africa. Do you want to be a part of something that changes a child's life? Orphans who are high school age who would not have a chance to get education otherwise. Now you can be part of something that brings hope. What we do is we actually pay for the school fees. For about the cost of a new suit, you can change an orphan's future for a whole year. We pay for the school fees, and that averages around 500 to $550 a year total. That means food, lodging, the teaching, the education part, the, the uniform, that whole thing. Call now, 703-201-2494, or go to starschildrenafrica.org. For a dollar and a half a day, one child would be educated for that year in high school. 703-201-2494. Call right now. For $500 a year, you can change an orphan's life. 703-201-2494. Housing prices and interest rates have started to move up. This may be your last chance to take advantage of low rates and housing bargains. If you're considering purchasing a home within the next year, you need to call Troy Turow at McLean Mortgage First to take advantage of his Loan First program. This can give you a winning bid over the competition, even when you come up against cash offers. The Loan First program will have you fully pre-approved so that you understand all aspects of your loan before you start looking for your dream home. Buy in confidence when you have your Loan First certificate, which shows the seller your loan is already pre-approved and they can avoid any unnecessary negative support prizes at settlement. Troy's been helping homeowners for over 20 years in the D.C. metro area, and he and his team are ready to help you. Call him today at 571-490-7117. That's 571-490-7117 for your loan first pre-approved certificate. 571-490-7117. Or simply visit his website at anyhomeloans.com. Remember, you want control when you're making an offer on a home. Get your loan first certificate. Call Troy Turow at McLean Mortgage, 571-490-7117. Troy Turow and McLean Mortgage Corporations in MLS number 5618 and 99665. This is the Larry Rosenthal Show. Now, here's Larry Rosenthal. Let's go ahead and welcome Sylvia on the line. Good morning, Sylvia. How are you today? I'm fine. How are you? I'm well. How can I help you? Well, I my question is, should you ever borrow against your T, TSP? 
Well, you know, I'm not a big fan of it, definitely, and it is a it is a source of of money if you need it, but it would be probably the last source that I would look at. Um, I would take a look at, at a signature loan at a bank if you needed a loan. Um, is is what you're seeking the money for? Is it something you can put on a a low or no interest credit card and pay it over time? Uh, is there opportunity to receive money from home equity? Uh, those would be some areas that just come off the top of my head real quick before you borrow money from your retirement plan. Um, so not a big fan of it, especially in this market as the markets have been going up because you, you will lose the opportunity cost of that money actually being there. Does that make sense? It, it does. And, okay, that, I have my answer now. Thank you very much because I was, I was headed that way, and I heard your show this morning, and I thought, well, let me ask an expert. So thank you very much. Hey, Sylvia, how are you doing on these questions Larry's putting out here? Are you, you do scoring as well as me, or, or I'm not doing very well here. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not doing very well either. I have, <laughs> I have stuff scattered out in different places, and yeah. some growing, some not growing, and it's not something that I like dealing with. So, Well, Sylvia, I'll tell you what I'll do for you. We have a financial planning toolkit. Okay, and we can send it out to you. There's no cost for it, and it's going to, if you fill it out, it'll help you get organized, and then we'll have a, an advisor give you a ring and help help guide you in, in that if you want so that you can get things a little bit more organized and aimed towards your goals. Does that sound okay? Yes, it does. All right, well, let me put you on hold, and Bob will get your information. We'll get that out to you next week. Appreciate the phone call. You listen to Making Money Sense, 855-ROSE-123, 855-767-3123. Go ahead and dial us up with any of your financial planning or investment questions. Give us a call here. I'll be happy to, to answer your questions. Hopefully we can help you out a little bit along the way. That's some of the things that we absolutely do. You know, we also are talking about, again, getting back to our you know self-examining questions, Chris, if you will, on a scale one to 10, 1 being I don't have a clue, 10 being yep, no problem, I've got this hand to glove fit, no worries at all. Another one here is understanding your college funding costs. College funding costs. That one is that one can sneak up on you and it's expensive. It definitely can. It definitely can. There's, you know, there's there's no doubt about that. Um, you want to help your your children out as much as you can so they're not saddled with those student loans and things of that nature, you know? Correct. A friend of mine had, had a baby just recently, and I said, you know, you've got 215 months left until college. <laughs> Very good. A little <laughs> countdown clock up on the wall. Well, if you think about that, that, that puts it in a little perspective. You know, yeah, it um, really does. so so yeah, and and it's expensive, and and understanding the college funding costs, you know, not only do you have the the fees and the tuition and the room and the board and the food and all that stuff, but you have all the ancillary stuff that goes along with it, you know, the the, the spending money, and 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 how are we going to save for it, and what's the best way to save for it? Should we use an UGMA account, an UTMA account, a a a uh, uh, should you use, believe it or not, a Roth IRA? Should you use a 529 plan? Uh, what are the best programs that you can use to save money for college? How aggressive or conservative do you need the college money to be positioned? You know, the closer in time you are to needing dollars, the more conservative those dollars need to be in most cases. How are you going to fund the college plan? Are you going to fund it to or through? 
through gives you more time. And what I mean by that is you, you, you have a brand new baby and you say, okay, well, they're going to go to school when they're 18. I'm going to save as much money as I can till age 18, and then that's funding it too. Funding it through means I'm going to keep on saving so that even while they're a freshman in college, you're still saving for their sophomore, junior, and senior year. Hmm. So, or, or as college is calling it now, their second, third, and fourth year, right? So, so the the concept of college savings is is you know, it, it, there's a lot involved with it, especially because it is such a short time frame versus saving for retirement years. Can I confess something here? Sure. I was utterly unprepared when I went to school. When I went to school, I understood immediately what the term starving student meant. <laughs> it was tough. I tell you, when you first went out, but it wasn't so touch, tough financially after a while. I mean, you get a job, you start making a little money, you do okay. Back in the day, financial planning wasn't something a lot of people talked about. And after I got to, to doing it for a little while, I got a little bit more comfortable. But just that, you know, it would be so nice if kids, as they grow up, and are, could be taught a little bit more about financial planning by their parents. It would be be so nice because I know I would have been benefited from that if I had done that. Yes, absolutely. I agree. I remember one time, Chris, when I was in college, my roommate and I were going. We went to the grocery store to 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 get some food, and they had a sale for some reason on potatoes. And I mean, sacks of potatoes, not just you know ten potatoes, but these things were you know three feet tall. <laughs> we came home with, so all four of us had potatoes for a long time. It was potatoes and sauerkraut. Yeah, anyway, yeah we cheap, these, right? Yeah, you know, big things of potatoes and big things of these cans of sauerkraut. And I don't know if we were buying stuff left over from from, from the '60s or what, but <laughs> but I remember that. Speaking of the college, you know, the starving college student, and, and you know what? It was fun. Sure, uh, look, good memories. Look, 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 looking back on it anyway, but uh, you, you got a little tired of it after a while yeah no, you, at the time it wasn't so much fun that's for sure with those kinds of things no but but uh got us through anyway so <laughs> i'm sure everybody's got stories like that i'm I'm still debating whether or not they were three feet tall larry but hey i, I go you well know, you know you've seen I those, your you've fishing seen stories the, sometimes too well on. there you go but you know you've seen those sacks of potatoes you know it, it it came in almost like a thing like uh charcoal you know how the charcoal bag yeah, yeah i remember those feet sure tall? yeah that that's how the potato bags were yeah, so, I remember. I mean, I don't know what store I was in. I don't know where. I we thought were, you were talking about a single potato that was three feet tall, and I was going to be. No, like, no, no. These were. That would have been neat. You know, they, I hear yeah, you. they had. I don't know, twenty, thirty potatoes in each one of them. Who knows? But they were. But uh, they were on sale along with a lot of sauerkraut. So. <laughs> yeah, good old baked potatoes, boy. It's been a while since I've had one of those. Those are a lot of fun. Well, you know, looking back, it it uh, you ever seen the? I'm sure you've seen the movie Forrest Gump, and, and the guys talking oh, yeah. about all the, all the different things you can do with shrimp. You can boil it, you can <laughs> bake it, you can fry it, and all that stuff. Well, that's what we can do with potatoes now. I, I can cook a potato. You know how to do it. All different you had ways. A whole bunch of them there in college. That's you sure. learn all kinds of things in college, right? <laughs> But who thought you'd learn about how to cook potatoes? So there you go. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So hey, you know another the one of the other self-examining questions that we want to talk about this morning is how much do you need to be saving towards each one of your different goals? And that basically goes back to the cash flow scenario of hey, you know where are we on the time horizon? You know, think about between now and and age ninety-five, all the different things, all the different scenarios that's going to come up, how much do you need to be saving towards all of these types of goals? 
and and that's really where a financial plan comes in. That's really where you can really you know get a good quantitative view of it all and really get a good grip on on where it is. So how much do you need to be saving for all of these things? Are you going to have to help take care of an elderly parent one day financially, or do you expect to receive an inheritance one day? Um, what is your what is your thought process here on charitable giving, both today as well as when you pass? So lots of different things there on this scale, one through ten. So give give these questions a thought about it. If you if you want to get a copy of 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 this type of stuff, go ahead and give me a call eight five five rose one two three. Be happy to do that. Let's welcome Brenda on the line. Good morning, Brenda. How are you? Good morning. How are you? I'm well. How can I help you today? Well, you know, I have money in an IRA. I have money in a 401k. Um, I got a home equity loan, but I've never used it because I just, I don't know, I don't know how to use my money correctly. I, that's what I feel like. But, you know, it's not like I've done poorly, like I have Amazon stuff. But, um, you know, I just don't know what's the best money when I need to borrow from my daughter's college and and. If it makes more sense to borrow against the 401k and not have it there to, you know, invest in, that kind of stuff. Well, Brenda, the, 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 first of all, when you said you, you, you want to know what the best use of your money is, it seems to be the theme. But when you're talking about having money in a 401k and having money in an IRA, both of those are probably being treated the same from a tax perspective. Because it's all it's all tax deferred and taxable when it comes out, unless the the Roth is or the 401k is a Roth, so or the IRA. So so then the next question goes into the next layer down. What's inside the 401k or the or the IRA? What's driving the engine of rate of return? Is it mutual funds, maybe in international small stocks, or is it mutual funds in technology, domestic? What asset classes are you in, and what's the theme, if you will, or the sectors behind what's driving that rate of return? That's where we have to, you know, sort of peel the layers of the onion back and really see what's there. And then you want to make sure that the 401k is working in concert well with the IRA, as well as your other your other uh, scenario. Regarding the home equity loan that you said that you or the or the home equity line of credit that you say that you have. That's really there for an emergency, you know. That that's there if if you need to put a deck on the back of your house. That's there if something happens to the automobile, where you can borrow money on your home and then pay yourself back. In most cases, with with interest being tax deductible. Now, um, the the money inside your 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 home, people can make mistakes on using HELOCs, home equity lines of credit, by going out and actually buying. What may be a depreciating, unnecessary asset like uh, three or four new big screen TVs. Do you see what I mean? That's really not the best use of home equity. But one of the things that you have to understand, there, there's nine different ways to manage equity inside of your home. For many people, real estate is one of their largest, uh, not, not meant necessarily the largest, but one of the largest assets that they have. And understanding the nine different systems in, in managing the equity inside of your home can really pay lots of dividends for yourself down the road. Money inside your home does not provide a rate of return. It simply goes up or down based off the value of that uh, of the home. In order to get money to provide a rate of return, you actually have to pull it out of your home. 
you know, but but that's not something that that you really necessarily want to do. So so you have to understand how you can have the home pay for itself from time to time if you want to redo your kitchen. Instead of cashing out an investment, you may want to do a home equity line of credit to redo your kitchen and then pay yourself back over time a little bit. Does that make sense? Yeah, the only the only bill I have is not a kitchen, it's not the only thing I have is college tuition for my two kids. And that's the only reason why I've started borrowing money is to pay for their college tuition. So I think it's a good rate of return when they finally get out and they work. But my question is, like, where do I get the money from? Is it better to borrow from the 401K? Is it better to, um, I know this sounds crazy, but what I've been doing is these 0% interest cards, credit cards, and then I just wait until they do, and then I pay it all off. And, you know, and then I go get another one, right? So, I don't see anything you know, wrong with that, I, Brenda. As long as you, as long as you have the means to pay that bill off before the interest hits you, I don't see anything wrong with that. Really, it's yeah, a whole lot. It's a whole lot better than taking gonna, the money out of your four hundred one k plan. Okay, but here's what I'm worried about. Eventually, I'm going to have to pay the piper, right? So, eventually, I'm going to have to pay it all off. Should I pull out of the four hundred one k? Should I get a home equity loan? Or have Wait to a second. Maybe it? I misunderstood you. I'm under the impression that when the that you're able to make payments on these cards and zero it out before the interest hits you, or are you just flipping cards and carrying balances? Um. So I pay it off, but then when tuition comes again, you know, to get to college, right? Then I end up, you know, having to get another one, right? And I'm just worried. Eventually, I'm not going to be able to keep up, and if it comes to the point where I can't pay it off. Right, I've been good so far. It's been four years, but I've got eight to go, so or four more to go. So I'm worried what's going to happen then, right? Where so you're worried if the then? interest actually catches up to you because you can't pay the card off, then the next the next place that I would look is is probably the home equity line of credit. Because there you're going to pull the money out and pay yourself back, possibly with a tax deduction on the interest. And you can you can just choose to accelerate or make minimum payments on that. And the good news there is if your house goes up in value, then you're just creating more and more equity on top of it. So so the 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 best the the wise use of funds would be to use your home equity line of credit for the college versus borrowing money from your 401k. Because when you borrow money from your 401k, you're losing the opportunity cost of the investment not being there. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I do. That, and that's what I've been trying to figure out. That's exactly, that's it right there. Because while it's sitting there with a loan on it, I can't use it to buy stocks. And, and when you answer out the stocks, I've just been kind of crazy lucky with, uh, you know, buying Apple and buying Starbucks and Amazon like years ago. But um, I can't really use that money because it's going to tap through. You know, I'm not 60 or 65, whatever. Yep, 59 and a half. That's exactly right. So the best way to do it is probably to take a look at, I would probably sit down now and take a good look at what your cash flow is. It sounds like to me that you can pay the college just off of your cash flow because you're just advancing the college payment on the credit card. So it seems to me that you'd be able to do that with the home equity too. So I would probably continue doing what you're doing now because there's no interest charged against you. And if the card gets to the point where you're going, all right, you know what, I don't think I'm going to be able to pay it all off this this go-around, then you want to pull the money out of the home equity, pay the card, 
okay, and then start tapping the the home equity, and maybe it's maybe it ends up being a combination of both. Actually, it's all going to depend on your cash flow. But I want you to take a look at 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 keeping as much money invested as you can in your 401k plan, and and paying as little interest in this college funding scenario that you got going on right here. But I think you're it's well thought out with what you're doing. We just need to sort of outline and manage. Hey, am I going to do the card this this quarter or, or the home equity or or a combination of both? And I really appreciate this. I know it sounds funny, but I actually have a, a phobia of borrowing money. And everybody thinks that's great, but I, I like lose sleep at night. So I've never used a home equity driving setting, not one. Well, <laughs> let's, let's, let's put it into a different perspective. You're, you're borrowing money from the credit card company, right? Yeah, but it's 0% interest. So I don't feel like, you know, that's painful. Understood. So the next scenario is, Let's not borrow money from the home equity for college. Let's borrow it from your retirement plan. So now you're actually mortgaging the risk of your retirement plan, right? Uh, uh. So I think that the lesser problem would be to borrow the home equity loan in your scenario, just based off of what I know. Does that make sense? It does. And, and, and part of my fear is like being homeless, so I'm thinking, oh, if I borrow against it and I can't pay it back, then then what happens, right? Well, that is true. I can't answer that. That is true. You know, if you borrow money on the house, you have to pay it back. And I'm not, you know, I'm not saying to everybody, go out there and borrow money on your home equity and spend. You know, I'm trying <laughs> to help you in this limited scenario that I understand here on the radio. I mean, I could probably do a much deeper dive for you, Brenda, if we were to sit down uh, with one of our advisors and take a good look at the overall scenario and probably give you, you know, what, what I would call a cash flow plan in, in, in attacking this college funding need. But it sounds like things are, are pretty well thought out with what you're, with what you're trying to do. And yeah, is there a formula? So let's say that if I put into a stock and these, Assume we get three percent. Um, then is it does it you know like does your former say then it doesn't make sense to borrow against something that's going to give you three percent if you're going to end up paying four percent? Actually, there is there is a little bit of a formula when it comes to the credit card side of things and when it comes to the home equity side of things. Remember, a home equity loan is simple interest on a declining balance. So as long as your 401k in this case is earning a, a positive rate of return, you're okay. Even if it's just earning ah. 1%. Yep, it is, because that's a 1% compound interest on appreciating sums. So I can ah. show you the spreadsheet, but I'm pretty confident in that. So, Brenda, listen, I've got music in Thank my you. ear. I've got, to, I've got to close down the show. If you like, we'd be happy to send some information out to you. I can put you on hold, and Bob will get... Get some information from me, and we'll send it on out to you. Appreciate the phone call. Uh, you're listening to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal show here. So uh, we'll be back next Saturday with another session of Making Money Sense in November 2017. Looking forward to the, the change of the month there, moving more into fall probably. At least a lot of people are hoping so, right? Uh, so for Bob in the back and Chris McKay, I'm Larry Rosenthal. Have a wonderful week. We'll be back. We'll be back next Saturday with another session of the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense.
Over 70 million Americans have unhealthy blood pressure levels. Are you one of them? Introducing Berkeley Life, a 100% drug-free, cardiologist-recommended supplement to help maintain normal, healthy blood pressure while supporting energy and vitality. Now, for a limited time, try Berkeley Life free. Call 800-961-2043. A key to maintaining healthy blood pressure is your body's nitric oxide levels. Berkeley Life helps to boost nitric oxide levels naturally. The breakthrough is from a discovery which won a Nobel Prize in Medicine on nitric oxide levels in the bloodstream. Berkeley Life includes free saliva test strips to see your levels instantly. Now there is a supplement you test yourself and can see it's working. In a consumer study, 91% felt healthier after taking Berkeley Life for just three weeks. Here's Dan, an actual Berkeley Life user. The supplements are easy to take, more energy, more clarity. I don't have to worry about my blood pressure levels anymore. And the results are fantastic. Get your free 30-day supply. Call 800-961-2043. Just pay shipping and handling. 800-961-2043. 800-961-2043. Hello, I'm Mike Mandel, inventor of MyPillow. My employees and I would like to thank you for making MyPillow possible. Years ago, when I invented MyPillow, I thought I was the only one out there with problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat, I'd flip-flop all night, or wake up with a sore neck or headache. So that's why I invented MyPillow. You can adjust MyPillow's patented fill to your exact individual needs to help you get to sleep faster and stay there longer to get the quality sleep you need. I back it with my 10-year warranty and my 60-day money-back guarantee. And now to thank you, I'm bringing back my best offer ever. Buy one of my my pillows and get another one absolutely free. Purchase the best pillow you will ever own today. Call 800-517-3636 or go to MyPillow.com. Use the promo code WAVA. Notice the difference a good night's sleep can make. Take advantage of the buy one, get one free offer. Call 800-517-3636 or go to MyPillow.com. Use the promo code W. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.